to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, and white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with eye salve, that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten, therefore be zealous and repent. Verse number 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He's always knocking at the door. Well, what is that? Now, this is written to believers, but he, he's standing at the door and knocking. He's knocking at the door of our hearts. He's knocking at the door of our hearts. And what he's saying, if you answer and open the door, he says, I'll come in and sup with them. I'll have a meal with them. I'll have my covenant relationship with them. I'll let them know who I am and how much I love them and, and how much I'm for them if they'll but open the door. Think about how much God cares for it, that he's always knocking. Now, you can be by the front door when someone knocks and it sounds pretty loud. You could be on the other side of the house and someone's knocking, you may not even hear it. Or you might just hear a faint, what is that? Or if you're in the backyard, you're not going to hear it at all. You just, and they'll leave. You know what? He's knocking, and the further we're away in our heart, away from him, the more or the less we can hear that. What's he wanting from us during this season and in the next year? He wants us. He wants us to come closer. You know what happens when you come closer to somebody? What happens? You get to know, you get them. To know them. But you know what? When you get closer to someone, you have to let your guard down. You have to open up. You have to let that person come in. Isn't that true? Because in relationships, people set up a bunch of walls. But he's saying, I'm knocking at the door. But open up. Let me come in. Yes, you have to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. What happens many times, we're not vulnerable. Many, we're, we're, we're not vulnerable because of hurt, disappointment. And so we set up the walls. But he's saying, I'm knocking at the door. You have to be vulnerable again. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We have to be vulnerable to God. Because if not, we're not going to let him come in to where he needs to come in. Isn't that true? Just like someone comes over to your house, there might be areas of the house you don't want them to go. You shut the doors. <laughs> and because they just don't need to go over there. But, but God said, I want you to open up the door. Open up every door. Open up the cupboards. Open up the drawers. Open it all up. And let him see. Isn't it something he sees it anyways? We try, to, we try to kid God. We try to pretend that God doesn't see everything. And so, well, he won't notice this. My goodness. God's not retarded. We serve an almighty, all-knowing God. He knows it all anyway. Well... But he wants you to be open with him. Amen. Say amen. amen. Verse 21. Well, let me finish verse 20. It says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice I, and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Intimacy. 
sitting down, being there. But look at verse 21. It talks about he who overcomes. So he wants us to overcome. That's what I love about God. God is always helping us to overcome. Amen. We're overcomers. Amen. You're an overcomer. Amen. Gloria, you're not a victim. You're a victor. Amen. You know, V-I-C-T, vict. Well, amen. Vict. Well, you can say I am or O-R. Victor or victim. Big difference. But it all, it starts out the same. We decided we're going to be a victor or a victim. Yes. With our attitude. Well, amen. amen. He says, to him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Think about it. He said, if you overcome, I'm going to let you sit with me on my throne. Amen. Place of honor and authority. Amen. You're an overcomer. God has special things for you. Amen. That's what I like about a new year. You can either either be sad, oh, another new year, or you can bless God. It's like it's like setting the clock back to zero. Yeah. Praise God. And what does it matter what's happened before? You learn from it. What does it matter? It doesn't matter. God doesn't care. Say amen. 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 Okay, good. Go to 1 Corinthians 13. Christmas is about love. The thing about love, love is real. Love can be honest, brutally honest. That's what love is. Love has the truth with it. Love without truth isn't love. To me, it's just you're pacifying someone. Oh, but when you the, when, when you bring the truth with an attitude of love, that's that's what changes people. That's what helps a person. Can you imagine a drug addict? And oh, it's okay. You're gonna be okay. What the heck is that? No, you need to stop, and and you need to get some help. That's a big difference then. See, love, you've heard the word tough love. Do you think God has tough love for us? But you know, he's also gentle. He's also drawing. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians 13. You know what? I need to do living translation. Can I borrow your Bible? 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13. 1 Corinthians 13, verse number 13 out of the New Living. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Verse chapter 14, verse 1. Let love be your highest goal. Everybody wants to set goals for 2019 and you need to. Isn't it something out of the new living? It says, let love be what? Your highest goal. 
So at the top of your goal setting should be love, the love of God. Well, what does that mean? To seek God, to seek His love, let His love change you, let His love come forth out of you. That's your highest goal. I didn't say it, that's what the scriptures say. You know, out of the New King James, it says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. It says, pursue love. Pursue it. We have to pursue God. What happens is we don't pursue God anymore. And, and what happens, our relationship becomes very flippant, very just ordinary, just kind of blah. And we do our religious duties. God doesn't want religious duty. God wants you to pursue Him. God wants you to go after Him with all your heart. Remember what I said earlier. You have to open up your heart to Him. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. We have to open up. So He can come in. In Proverbs, I'm not sure right exact, the exact verse, but it talks about the... The spirit of man or the spirit is the candle of the Lord. I, I'm probably butchering it. Does anybody know where that verse is? But, and it, what it does, it, it shows the inward part. It lights up the inward parts. Well, your spirit is the, it's the lamp of the Lord. Meaning, on the inside, God's spirit starts shining. When you lose something, when it's dark, what do you do? You get a flashlight. You get a light to shine in that darkness so that you can see. Well, that's what God does. He he's, brings us light on the inside and, and reveals things. He may reveal something that you don't like about yourself. <coughs> then what do you do? Yeah, I'm not going to do anything. Well, no, he shines that light so that he can help change that part of you so that you can grow and be better in that area. And what will happen is you'll grow and it will help you in your future. Amen. Proverbs 20.27. Thank you. Turn there real quick. Proverbs 20.27. We'll read out of the New King James. Spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. Searching all the inner depths. He's getting in there. Don't you dare get in there. I don't let anybody in there. God shines the light, and then what? We have a choice. You can either let that light help you, or you can just turn away from that light. You can turn away. I don't want that. So you wake up in the morning, and the sun, the shine, the the sun's coming in your window. You know, sometimes when we go on a cruise, we'll get. Uh, you know, we used to like to either the balcony or or the window. You know, where you can see outside. A lot of times we like the inside room. Why? There's no light that gets in there. The only light that gets in is underneath the door. So it's pretty dark. And if you want to sleep, that's better sleeping. Because it's dark in there. 
Are you following me? That's why when people are depressed, they stay in darkness. It's dark. They won't open up the shut. Why? Because they won't let the light in. It's in, even in the natural. Well, it's significant because God's wanting to shine the light. Praise the Lord. That was my first point. The love of God. A little bit different. Point number two. There's still hope for the miraculous. There's still hope for the supernatural. Christmas is a time. You know, I love the Hallmark movies and all these different... And I've said that, all these different stations that show Christmas movies, and, you know, I need a Christmas miracle. I, right? You, you hear that all the time in these movies. And that's awesome, but God, and Christmas is a time for the miraculous, is a time for the supernatural, but God wants, wants it to be commonplace that you live in the miraculous or the supernatural. We live too much in the natural. Well, what do you mean? God is spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. We try, even as believers, we try to communicate with God from the natural. And you know what? It's very difficult. Because God's spirit. We have to go to his level to really communicate with him. Luke chapter 1. Go to Luke chapter 1. Mary, what... And I'm going to talk a little bit more about Mary. But Mary, what, what a story. The virgin birth. That's truly miraculous. People don't accept the virgin birth. They, it's impossible. Exactly. You're right. It is impossible in the natural. Ralph's shaking his head no. <laughs> But, you know, we, we try, you know, with artificial insemination and all that other stuff that they have that, they, well, we can impregnate a person without a man. No, you still need a sperm cell. I don't think they've come to that place where they can create a sperm cell out of nothing. No. But see, God did something so that Mary would give birth to a savior, but she was a virgin. Well, what's the importance of that? If Jesus wasn't born of a virgin, then she he was born through the sperm of a man and still has the nature of man, which is the sin nature, and then he that eliminates him as being the savior because he still has the nature of sin that's been given to every human being since the fall of Adam. So, it's the time of, of, of the miraculous. Luke chapter 1, verse, verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. So she's listening. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And I'm here to tell you this morning that you have the favor of God in your life if you believe it. Amen. God's favor is on you. Well, how do you... Well, well, 
You ever hear the word grace? It's favor. For by grace you've been saved. By the favor of God. You have the favor of God on you. 2019, I pray and believe that doors will open for you because you have favor. You have favor with God, therefore he's going to make you have favor with man, and he's going to do things that will, will literally stun you in the natural because he's doing it because you have favor. Amen. Mary had favor. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? That wasn't a lack of faith. You ever hear of Zacharias? When his wife Elizabeth was going to give birth, and he was like, he was in utter unbelief. And the angel said, Well, you're not going to speak anymore. You're going to shut your mouth. You're done talking because there's nothing but unbelief coming out. So I'm going to shut you up. I'm going to sew your mouth shut. I'm sure he could open his mouth. But when he tried to talk, nothing came out. Mary says the same type of thing, but she wasn't, it wasn't a lack of faith. Zacharias was a lack of faith. That's why he shut his mouth up. Can you imagine if God did that to us? I'm going to shut your mouth up, mouth up if we talk in unbelief. Man, how many of us would be, wouldn't be talking anymore? Are you ready speaking in, are you ready speaking faith? Yes. Oh, praise the Lord. My mouth's open. But I don't really. My God, I wonder how many, you know, 90, 98 to 99.5% of the time we might not say anything. No, God wants you to speak faith. Yeah. Hallelujah. Say amen. amen. Okay, good. <laughs> how can this be since I don't know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. And then she... The angel talked about Elizabeth conceiving in her old age. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. We're going to get to that in a, in a few moments. And guess what? Nine months later, she gave birth to the Messiah. Are we, are we willing to let God do the miraculous in our lives? You know what it takes? It takes faith. It takes us believing God. And no matter what the circumstance is, circumstances will speak to you. They'll talk to you. They'll shout at you. Where is your God? Where is he? You know, I'm not sure where he's at. He hasn't been around in a while. I haven't seen anything happen in my life for a while. No, he's there. The miraculous. Acts 
Go there real quick. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed, how God what? Anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And how he went around doing good and healing and healing and healing and healing. How many? All that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. How many does he want to heal? Everybody. Why? God's with him. God's wanting to do great things in your life. Amen. Jeremiah says, call on to me. In Jeremiah 31.3, call on to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you don't even know. God wants to show you some great and mighty things. It's time to see some great and mighty things. Amen. Time to see God's power alive in your life. That it's alive. That it's it's not just words on a page, but it's coming out of your life. Amen. Back to Luke 1. When Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be according to your word. That's our mantra for 2019. I've said that before. The word mantra. But you know what? I didn't even know what the word meant. You know, we hear words and, well, you know, this sounds like, had to look it up in the dictionary. A word or sound repeated to aid concentration in meditation. A statement or slogan repeated frequently. According, let it be according to your word, Lord. That's what brought the supernatural. That's what brought the miraculous. Let it be according to your word, Lord. You know, you can go go to 2 Kings 4. It needs to be according to God's word. Amen. Not according to our word. Not according to all the doubt, goofy people that don't believe in anything. Don't let someone that doesn't believe in God or believe much of anything. Why? Don't let them affect your faith. Well, that person, I thought they believed God and that person died. You know what? Everybody's going to die. You know that yet? Wouldn't you rather die in faith? God doesn't want you to die in unbelief. He wants you to die believing Him. All the way to the end. 2 Kings 4. The Shunammite. Her son. The prophet promises. You go to verse. Fifteen. So he said, call her. When he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Then he said, the prophet said, about this time next year you shall embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. But the woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come of which Elisha had told her. And a child grew. Now it happened one day that he went out to his father, to the reapers. And he said to his father, my head, my head. So he said to a servant, carry him to his mother. When he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. The prophet said, you'll have a son. 
And she said, don't lie to me. Don't, don't you know, in today's vernacular, man, don't be messing with me. <laughs> she had a son. After sons was alive, born, he was probably a, a teenager. We don't know exactly how old he was. But he died. Head, my head, my head. I don't know, maybe he had aneurysm. We don't know what, what exactly. I mean, but he died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, shut the door upon him, and went out. They built a room for the prophet. Where the anointing, the anointed one, the anointing of God, the prophet, would stay. She went up there. I don't think that's significant. Laid, laid him on his bed. Why? He's the, he's, this man is anointed. I'm going to lay him on the bed. A story though. Then she called to her husband and said, Please send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come back. So he said, Why are you going? Why are you going to him today? It is neither the new moon nor the Sabbath. And she said, It is well. You know, we sing that song. What did she say? It is well. What a what a woman of faith. It is well. What she she's expecting. A miracle. She's expecting the supernatural to take place. Then she saddled the donkey and said to her servant, Drive and go forward. Do not slacken the, the pace for me unless I tell you. And so she departed and went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. So it was when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to his servant Gehazi, Look, the Shunammite woman, please run now to meet her and say to her, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? Now, I'm thinking that he probably knew something was going on. Maybe how she was coming toward him. Maybe it, by the Spirit of God. I don't know. But he's asking, is all, you know, what's happening? Is, is everything okay? Is it well? And she answered, it is well. Her son just died. If that was up, we'd be running. <laughs> My son just died. <laughs> she said it as well. Well, let's keep reading. Now when she came to the man of God at the hill, she caught him by the feet, but Gehazi came near to push her away. But the man of God said, Let her alone, for her soul is in deep distress, and the Lord has hidden it from me. Okay, now we just know. Now he didn't know. It was hidden. And has not told me. So she said, Did I ask a son of my Lord? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, Get yourself ready and take my staff in your hand and be on your way. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. And if anyone greets you, do not answer him. But lay my staff on the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So he rose and followed her. Now Gehazi went on ahead of them and laid the staff on the face of the child. And there was neither voice nor hearing. Therefore he went back to meet him and told him, told him, saying, The child has not awakened. When Elisha came into the house, there was the child lying dead on his bed. He went in there, therefore, shut the door behind the two of them, and prayed to the Lord. 
and went up and lay on the child and put his mouth on his mouth and his eyes on his eyes. It's just a wild scene. Man. <laughs> he just laid. And he stretched himself out on the child and the flesh of the child became warm and returned and walked back and forth in the house and again went up and stretched himself on him. Then the child sneezed seven times and the child opened his eyes. Pretty wild. And he called Gehazi and said, Call this Shunammite woman. So he called her, and when she came into him, he said, Pick up your son. So she went in, fell at his feet, and bowed to the ground, and she picked up her son and went out. Awesome story. Amen. It is well. Like I said, we sing the miraculous. It's what God wants to do. You know, I look at Christmas. Of the miraculous, the virgin birth. You look at when he appeared to the shepherds. What did God do? God took the veil of heaven and they saw multitudes of angels praising God. That would be a sight to see. Amen. You know, people think they see UFOs. How'd you like to see? Look up and see all these angelic beings singing. That would be awesome. Think that'd be on the news? Not sure if it would be or not. <laughs> wow. Go back to Luke one. Says it in Psalm 119, the phrase according to your word is used 12 times. Let it be according to your word. According to your word. You read Psalm 119, you know, I'm, my, my soul is like failing. But let it be according to your word. He'd always answer himself according to your word. Going through it, but it's according to your word, Lord. Lord, you're giving me hope according to your word. It's according to your word, Lord. It's according to your word. It's according to your word, Lord. According to your word. Praise God. According to your word, Lord. Let me ask you this. I'm going to close in a moment. Do you think Mary... Being pregnant without a man took some grief by other people. According to the law of Moses, she could be stoned. That's a, what a way to die. People throw rocks at you and kill you. She went through a lot of grief. Then Mary said, verse 38, once again, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word, and the angel departed from her. Go to Matthew 1. 
this was my last point, or one of my points, around the first Christmas, Mary held on to the truth. Even the expense of criticism, shame, pressure. What's the enemy? The enemy wants to put pressure on you to do what? To let go of the Word of God. To open your mouth up outside of faith. Matthew 1, verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, he's an upright man, just man, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. So he was going to, they were betrothed, but in... It was different then. It, it, being betrothed was like they were married. It was very serious. And so he was going to put her away secretly. It's over. Can you imagine? Do, do you think Joseph and Mary talked? What, what's going on there? Looks like you swallowed a big ham or something. Well, they couldn't eat ham. So, so not, that, that's not a good example. That was, that was before the, the Lord appeared to Peter in Acts after Jesus was raised from the dead. So it wouldn't have been ham. So whatever. You, man, it looked like you ate a couple of chickens or whatever. Your, your, your belly grew been messing around? You've been with another man? No. The angel appeared to me. It said, I'm going to conceive by the Spirit of God. And that's what this is. I'm... God appears to him in a dream. Can you imagine that she heard it from Joseph and then God appeared in a dream that Joseph and helped him out. But I can't imagine what she went through. Go to James 1 real quick. The pressure she was on. You know, people knew, because if, if you read in John, they were ripping Jesus and said, well, we weren't born in sin. You know, go, on your way to James 1, go to John, go to John chapter 8. Verse 39, they answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. 
you do the deeds of your father. Then they said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. We were not born of fornication. So it must have, it must, for years, it must have been that, to me, they're saying, you've been born, you were born of fornication. There's something was going on with your mother. So again, the pressure that, that she was under, she didn't cave in. I love it. And we don't, we have to get to a place where we don't care. Many, many times we came in in our own mind with the, with the thoughts that come in is where we came in. It might not even be other people. It might be the thoughts that we have. James 1, 3 through 8, and 12 and 13, this is the last scripture out of James 1, the message. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. Under pressure. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it, let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. If you don't know what you're doing, pray to the Father. He loves to help. You'll get his help and won't be condescending to when you are when you ask for it. Ask boldly, believingly, without a second thought. People who worry their prayers are like wind-whipped waves. Don't think you're going to get anything from the Master that way. Adrift at sea, keeping all your options open. Anyone, we're in verse... 12 now. Anyone who meets a testing challenge head-on manages to stick it out is mighty fortunate. For such persons loyalty and love with God. Let, let, me, let, me, let me start that over. Anyone who meets a testing challenge head-on and manages to stick it out is mighty fortunate. For such persons loyalty in love, for such persons loyally in love with God, the reward is life and more life. Don't let anyone under pressure to give in evil say. Don't let anyone under pressure to give in to evil say. This is God is trying to trip me up. I'm, I'm reading, so I'm not used to reading the message. So when I'm looking. It's God is impervious to evil. And puts evil in no one's way. It's not God. It's not God. <laughs> you just keep going. You keep going. You just keep going. It's hard. Yeah, life can be hard. So can chewing a overcooked steak. It can be hard too. You just chew it and chew it. In the New King James, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every 
perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Everything good, everything perfect is from above. So these pressures, they're not from above. And when God's trying to test us, he doesn't test you with evil. He doesn't test you with, with, with that. He tests us with, are we going to continue to believe what he said and act upon it? Amen. That's God's test. God doesn't test us to destroy us. Only well, enemy wants to destroy God, the only test that God, God, God wants to, you to, and he'll give you the answers to the test so that you pass it. Amen. Alright, here's a test coming, but I'm going to let you know right now, you continue walking with me. And you know what? This is this is your future. Praise God. That's what he said. <clears throat> Not the enemy comes in, you're going to die, you're going to be bankrupt, you're going to this, you're going to that, you're going to fall apart, and, and blah, blah, blah. That's not God. God doesn't destroy. The thief comes to steal. To kill and to destroy. I've come that you would have what? Life. And that you would have it more abundantly. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, thank you today. Lord, thank you. That it is according to your word. Father, thank you. This is the time of the miraculous. Lord, going in, finishing out this year, going into 2019, I thank you for the miraculous, supernatural. Lord, there's still over a week left in this year. Lord, I thank you for increased blessing, miraculous, Lord, in every person's life and family that are here this morning. <coughs> Any person that would hear this. Father, thank you that we're like Mary. Lord, it's according to your word, Lord. And it doesn't matter who criticizes us for believing what God said. Lord, you said, let God be true in every man alive. I thank you that my brothers and sisters are blessed. And Lord, as we bring our tithes and our offerings to you, Lord, thank you for increase. Lord, that, that there would be such increase in our lives. Lord, that it would be more increased the rest of this year and next year than we've ever seen ever in, in the history of our lives. And we thank you for this. Lord, that we are blessed to be a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you need an envelope for your giving, you can raise your hand if you're making out a check. You can make it out to Harvest Church of Tampa. And my lovely wife is with my dad. He uh, got out of the hospital Friday. He was in all week. But um, home health care came yesterday. And as we speak, there's a there's a therapist or whatever um, to help him run about six miles this morning, so they're going to get home. <laughs> you told him 50 push-ups. But he, he's doing better, and Amen. praise God. Amen. You know what? You just you just say amen. So be it, Lord, your word is true. Let God be true in every man alive. Hallelujah. Anybody want to say anything?
everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to you. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Two days. Praise the Lord. And a prosperous new year. Oh, amen. Yes. You know, you just you gotta be like Rocky Balboa in Rocky Three. He's getting his brains beat out. He didn't need to see that movie, but I the tiger. But in the second fight with Mr. T, I won't say. And you know, he just he had the eye of the tiger, and he's just Mr. T's hitting him. And his response in his face, you ain't so bad. You ain't so bad. And you hit him again. You ain't so bad. You know what that did to Mr. T? 